At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. There. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? Tomorrow, early break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Once again, the Mike Schaefer Hour on Thursday is sponsored by Trek CBD, 84th and Highway 2. We had some hoops discussion during the break. Get to that here in a second. Uh, the main text I'm getting on the text line during the break is, of course, a football-related question, Schaefer. And it, it stems from something that happened yesterday, not Nebraska-related. So, Lincoln Keyholes is a, uh-huh, is yes. a quarterback from Pierce, South Dakota, a four-star quarterback that commits to Ohio State, a 2023 quarterback, which people say, well, okay, Riola, Dylan Riola is a 2024 quarterback. Does this affect him at all and his status at Ohio State? Again, there's a lot of drama regarding this. Is is there any drama that's warranted Schaefer or not regarding any potential flipping of Dylan Riola? I don't think so. I mean, (laughs) he chose Ohio State for a reason, and he knew there was going to be competition at Ohio State, and the reason he's going to Ohio State is the reason that, you know, C.J. Stroud is going to be a top 10 NFL draft pick. And, and it's one of the best offenses in college football to play in as a quarterback. And all of these things are still going to be true, regardless of whether the kid from Pierre, South Dakota, is committed or not. And he's a, he's a good quarterback. He looks I mean, pretty so, good, yeah. Um, I've already joked with people he's going to be like the new Joe Burrow where he can't win the job at Ohio State, but he ends up in the portal and he goes to another school. And then it becomes this whole conversation of, like, did they pick the right guy and, you know, whatever else. Because little known fact, before Nebraska got absolutely dumped on for about the rest of eternity for not taking a guy in Joe Burrow, um, (laughs) Ohio State didn't choose him over Dwayne Haskins. So (laughs) That's true. That's true. It's not like Nebraska is the only school that missed on Joe Burrow, even though that's the narrative, and it will be until we're all dead. <laughs> Nebraska also did not really right. Be- like I'm, I'm so sick of that, and I was the Ooh, moment yeah. it started. I know because there's a lot more that goes into it than Scott Frost did whatever, mm-hmm. or you know, there's there's like years that go into that whole thing and like multiple levels, and all we ever hear is that Nebraska chose Adrian over Joe Burrow. The other question becomes regarding. The quarterback search. I mean, you've got Zane Flores who's going to Oklahoma State at Gretna. You've got Lincoln Keyholes at Pierce, mm-hmm. South Dakota. Some talented quarterbacks in the of region. Them, no traction really with either. Yeah, so. Nebraska didn't talk to them really. Did, did Matt Rule try to pursue Keyholes when he got here at all or not? Uh, as far as I know, I think that they made an overture. I don't know that it was a uh, it was Matt with anything. Um, hmm. And look, I mean, he was locked into to Washington, yeah. and I think he would have been pretty happy to go to Washington, except Ohio State came. Along. Okay, and it's it's one of those things. Can't where... Nebraska come along? though like can nebraska Not come sure along? but Close showing up in december yeah. versus you know i'm sure ryan day and ohio state had been reaching out well before and obviously he had been committed to washington for a little while and i think washington you know had had put together an intriguing uh nil package and everything for him and so it was uh for him to move to ohio state it's a big deal i mean it's 
Um, that's huge, yeah. But yeah. Rule could play the, hey, I just got on a got, got sure. here card. Well, I just got here, Lincoln. I guarantee you. Your name's Lincoln, bro. Come on. Yeah. Lincoln. I, I guarantee NIL. you in both situations, it was sort of left at, like, hey, you know, just we'll leave the door open for you. You leave the door open for us. Because here's what's going to happen with quarterback recruiting. High school quarterback recruiting is almost going to go the way of the dodo bird. Why do you say that? Because everyone's still going to take one in terms of maybe you can develop it, maybe you hit the next Justin Herbert, maybe whatever. But look at all these portal quarterbacks. This is this is life now. Like this is what this is, and you're going to be in these situations, um, you know, every couple years. And guys are going to go to a school. They're not going to win a job. They're going to go to a the portal, and they're going to try to go, you know, win a Heisman somewhere. How many Heisman quarterbacks have been? In the portal already. I mean, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, just recently, Caleb Williams, like this, Joe Jalen Hurts. Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow. I mean, I don't think Jalen Hurts didn't win the Heisman. No, but, no, but, he, uh, but he's but a good he, example. Like, all of these, these are all the guys that everybody wants to be. So it's not like it's this taboo thing if a kid goes somewhere and decides, well, this didn't work for me. I'm going to transfer somewhere else. It's like people are like, oh, what's going to happen with Dylan Rayola or this Lincoln guy? And it's like, they had Quinn Ewers. They looked they at did. him and said, C.J. Stroud is better. I think they probably made the right decision for themselves. Mm-hmm. And Quinn Ewers goes to Texas and <laughs> doing pretty damn well there, too. So yeah. I, I just think the way that high school quarterback recruiting is going to work, people are still going to – you're still going to try to get a guy on the front end. Yeah, you got to. But you're always going to be keeping an eye on the portal. We're yeah. always going to be talking man. about quarterback recruiting yep. out of the portal. It's going to be a thing every single year. What you don't want to be and what Nebraska is going to try not to be is a team that has to be in the portal every year for a quarterback because there is no way to have continuity unless you built an offensive system that you can just plug and play guys the way that Lincoln Riley has. And there's one guy on the planet that's done that, and that's Lincoln Riley. Dang, that's complicated. Because look at LSU. That as was a complicated as, spiel right there. I don't know what the answer is. Well, if you look at LSU, they haven't replaced Joe Burrow. <clears throat> like it, it, So that's the thing. Like You might get a special guy, mm-hmm. but it's for a finite amount of time, so you can't make that your whole thing. You can't just depend that you're going to get a player out of the portal that's going to come in and be your quarterback and can set your culture. It's going to mesh with guys immediately. Damn, hold on. You know, this isn't the NFL. It's hard to find a, another Burrow. So maybe what we're operating. talking about now, now you just put yourself in the shoes of a head coach, college college head coach, we'll say power five head coach. Better than mine. Okay, okay. <laughs> no now what are you? What are you doing? What I I think what I'm getting out of this conversation is I'm not going to be quarterback reliant. I'm going to have a system that yeah, the quarterback's always important, but I don't need a Dylan. You Rayola. want a friendly. You want a friendly offense to build around the yeah, quarterback because yeah. your quarterback is going to be a yo-yo. Yeah, I'm going to tell guys, I'm going to tell my assistants, get. Uh, we need a big offensive line, good offensive line. We need a good running back, good yep. running back room. We can't be reliant on this idea that we're going to get uh, a program-changing quarterback. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you've got because because well, of what you laid out, the way the way it works now, it's hard. It's going to be right. hard to do it. Well, and, and you never know. You might land the guy on the front end, and it might work really well for you. But maybe it hasn't necessarily shown to be the case in college football right now. Um, you know, you look at the the playoff team, C.J. Stroud. Uh, there are that's working. So C.J. Stroud. I think they might all be high school recruits. Um, the Georgia guy has a little bit of a different situation. Stetson Bennett was a walk right. That's right. Um, 
Uh, Why am I blanking? So oh, Michigan. Matt, so they were Max all. They all largely have been with their one team. Yeah, JJ. So McCarthy. this is this is one of those years where that's relatively true, but it's not always that case mm. anymore. The other thing about it is, is you might get a guy that you really like that leads you to the promised land. That he leaves. Yeah. I mean, that's well, what I'm saying. Is you can't. You, you got to be ready for that. Right. And that's why I say. Uh, guys, we got to be strong all around the quarterback, and we got we can't make this quarterback reliant. This can't be Nebraska. Well, you want it to be attractive too. To uh, this can't be Nebraska under Frost. Yeah, mm. you want it to be attractive to a quarterback. You want the quarterback to look at what you've got set up around yeah. him yeah. and think I can have success here. That's the formula, Jake. It's not get a quarterback and build around him. It's get a team, get an offense, and build it around the notion that we we can get a good quarterback. But if we don't, we're still going to be okay. That's ideal. What? That's ideal. Yeah, that's that's my it ideal. Has been happened. Transfer portal guy Justin Fields. That's right. <laughs> yes. I forget about that. Yeah. He went from Georgia to Ohio State. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the Big Ten, new head coach this week. Ryan Walters is named the head coach at Purdue. The former Illinois defensive coordinator who had a great year in Illinois. Great, mm-hmm. great year for the Illini defense. The best, uh, the best coordinator year of the. Of college football he, sip, sip. I, should should have won the Broyles if he didn't i i think sip was more underwhelmed with the higher than i was i'm i not, think it's peculiar it's not the route that i would have went okay um who do you think they should have gone with first well so i look at it like i'm strange i sort of view it as Purdue's success in college football has largely been built off of having an offense that's different than the rest of the big 10 joe tiller so they have to to me it's like you you should sort of play to what your niche has been and this is the exact opposite. That's right. And they tried it with Daryl Hazel, and I'm not going to say that's what's going to happen necessarily with um, Ryan Walters. Yeah, I totally. Ryan Walters. Like, it's just like not there. I went. Yeah, you know, I, it's like you're in your brain. You're like you're getting through all the compartments, and you open it up, and it's nothing. He's <laughs> empty file. He's, he's, he's um, gone. Time. So I, I'm a little, I'm a little surprised. Like honestly, and I know it's not like he lit the world up there. Dino Babers made a ton of sense to me. Like, Dude. that's the kind of guy that's had success at Purdue. Your team is already kind of set up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, he already lost both of his coordinators. I mean, it sort of just <laughs> felt like Syracuse should have just allowed, you know, Dino Babers to go to Purdue. Everybody wins in that scenario. Now, Purdue, obviously, they, they chose this guy. And they're going to try to go into the style that seemingly everybody else in the Big Ten West is playing. And that's, uh, you know, the more rugged, drawed out, uh, possession value style and when everyone's doing the same thing you gotta be it's, I just think it's so much harder when you're a program like that that isn't ever really gonna have a top 25 recruiting class I mean they're they always have to kind of win in the margins and yeah you know sometimes winning in the ah. margins is being different than win, yeah winning in the margins against Luke Fickle PJ Fleck Brett Bielema Kirk Ferentz Matt Rule Pat Fitzgerald. Hey, also, the other thing that that how, list how of coaches, their points are going to be such a premium in the Big Ten West now. I mean, you you essentially have a bunch of coaches that really value field position. They they will play through their defense. Almost every guy that you name there will play through. Is that his what Fickle defense. does? Yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, it, now at Cincy, it was different. I think that there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period for him, even though he knows the Big Ten as well as anybody would. The that conference, the the American, is not similar to the Big Ten at all. It's a very spaced out, wide very open. Different, yeah. How you're playing is going to be very different there than mm-hmm. you know 
what you're going to be doing at Wisconsin. So I, I'm fascinated, like what they do early on. Uh, oh, I both, know. Both so, on the offensive side, and then like yeah. how it all lines up. So regarding the hire, though, are you, you know, it wouldn't. It's not where you would have gone with it, but do oh, you I think like it's, it? I think it's still an intriguing hire. I'm just surprised because I, I would sort of think that you know you had success with Brom, you had success with Joe Tiller. Both of those were sort of built on playing different than the conference around you. Yep. And to me, that usually sort of tells me that when you tried to go against the grain on that, when you try to go like everybody else, you kind of just get washed out. Mm-hmm. And maybe it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, Purdue's had some salty defenses, so it's not like um, they they couldn't have that under Ryan Walters. It's just a, it's a surprise, let's, I guess, to me. Let's see who Schaefer aligns with me or you on the okay. coaches' ranking. Who would you rank as the number one and two coach in the Big Ten West? I know I put you on the spot. You don't have to do the whole division. Just, that's really hard because it's just like. What are you looking for? Right. right. Well, and it's, you know, I haven't seen Luke Fickle at Wisconsin, but mm. that's a that's a big name, like right off the bat. Yeah. Like, and that's a guy who's been to the college football playoff. Yeah. That's number none one. None of the other people. None don't, of the other don't, people. Don't sway his boat um, here. Okay. Who's near one? Have your own list. Don't, I, don't, I can, I can do. List. Should I give you the names? Ference. <laughs> I know the names. Okay. Thank he, you. Know, he knows. He does. He's got the names. I know who's not number one, and that's Pat Fitzgerald. Um, <laughs> Neither one of our lists has him number one. Right. I, I think I would go Fickle. Oh, hello. But, and the, the thing is, like, Jake, the difference between Fickle, like, and where I would go after that isn't that big. No, that's the thing. It's tightly. Like, I, I think it's all pretty much because I think you could go Fickle, Rule, Bielema, Ference, and okay. any of that. Okay. Fleck. I mean, I think I'd put Fleck up there. Yeah. Uh, get Mars. Honestly, you could get you could get to me. It's like those five, and then you're getting into Fitzgerald Walters. Yeah. Like Walters is last. He's never been a head coach right. before. So that's seven. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald is six Fitzgerald's because it has it. not worked <laughs> yeah, he's lost. He's for lost you know a, a bit now. Yeah. The other five. I mean, you could make a case. I don't know yes. that there's a case for Fleck. And right now, right. I, I don't know that there's a case for Ference at number one. At number I, get, one. I put him number one. I put Ference first. I don't know that I can do that. That program has to make changes. Well, I think well, like big changes. Well, they've added Cade McNamara. They've added yep. Eric All. So they've had offensive changes. And keep in mind, who's their OC? Brian Ferentz. Is it still the guy who suppresses points at an incredible so, level? So Brian Ferentz obviously is a is a huge problem in this. What's his last name? Ferentz. <laughs> I think he'll be gone. I think that he'll move on. But. But Kirk Ferentz, I mean, they had a just an embarrassing offense, and they still were one win away from winning the Big Ten West this year. Yeah, I, I mean, some of that is is as much about the Big Ten West this past hey, year. Hey, you play your schedule, man, no, and you win against your fair. schedule. It's absolutely So fair. I put – you want my list? I would like that. Okay, I had Ferentz one, and I, I didn't feel great about that, by the way. That was not like, that was, that was not like a yes, obviously he's – like, I guess I'll put him first because, like you said, it's very huh. jumbled. First, Ferentz. Two – I had Brett Bielema at Illinois. Okay. Three, because he has not coached yet besides the interim year at Ohio State, Fickle. Mm-hmm. Four, P.J. Fleck. Five, Matt Rule. Six, Fitzgerald. Seven, Ryan Walters. So we have the same the, yeah. the same five, and I think we would all agree it's pretty tightly jumbled. Yeah, that's what yeah, – that's, that's, that's like I wouldn't one. really scoff at anybody having any of those five as their one. No. Fleck would maybe be the hardest sell. Yeah, I just, he's not the best. Because I still don't think that he's got Minnesota going well – Want to see what it looks like beyond life, beyond Tanner Morgan and, and um, Ibrahim, what that kind of looks like for him offensively because they've gotten worse on offense, and that's that's a little concerning. Like, think about the team that, you know, the 2019 team, 
was more dynamic on offense with Tyler Johnson and yeah. Rashad Bateman, and mm-hmm. yeah. they don't have those re- that level of receiver uh-huh. anymore either. So uh-huh. what does that look like? Right. Good point. Before the game show, Schaefer, and I, I saw you post a couple times this week. Was it been a tough week for college football? About get my beard caught in a zipper? No, not that. Okay, which is also interesting. Mike Leach passed away. We should. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. <laughs> no, not a, I'm, I'm laughing about your beard. Yeah, right, right, beard yeah. I can see how oh, that would happen. Yeah, it's it, long right it, now. It didn't feel great, oh, I'll God, tell you I, that. This is kind of hurt. Um, yeah, you know, it's... Uh, definitely a more somber thing there but Mike Leach was just a huge part of college football I mean I was sitting thinking about it one of the things that's fascinating to me is that every one of his games with Nebraska or at least certainly the last five are incredibly memorable for a variety of reasons and for me specifically I could put myself exactly where I was for the last four of those Nebraska lost all four do this in 2004 okay I'm a junior in high school. I'm at a friend's house. There's a poker tournament going on. I bust out early. I have no social life, so I don't have anywhere else to go. So I'm just sitting on the couch watching this homicide happen on television. 70 to 10. Yeah, you know, the Bo Davis game, as everybody knows it as, unfortunately for Bo. Yeah, he threw some interceptions. Uh, four of them. One of seven. One of seven. Yes. Um, okay, that was Mark 2004. Mark threw an interception in that game, by the way. Did he really? People forget about that. Yeah, he had one pass, it. one interception. Hey, no. that was 2004 in October. Yeah. So 70 then, to 10. So all of these games are in October, by okay, the way. Yeah, okay. So 2004 in October. 2005, I'm a senior in high school. I'm over at a friend's house. Okay. And there's a group of us. It, it turns out to be this group that like, I still text with on Nebraska game days. Okay. Wow. And we're all just kind of like sitting there. Nebraska makes this furious comeback. 2005, yeah. Lakeven Smith play yeah, happens. The fumble. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's that loss. Yeah. 2008, it's October 11th. In a scant few hours, Mike Schaefer is going to be 21. Oh, he boy. can already taste the regret on O Street <laughs> while watching this game play out. <laughs> Nebraska, again, comes back. They score. 21 seconds left. Todd Peterson, touchdown. Everyone I'm watching with, we're all screaming for Nebraska to go for two. They kick yeah. the extra point. Yeah. Texas Tech scores, misses the extra point. Yeah. Nebraska interception joking. That's right. That's Joe right. Gans. Two thousand nine. This was this, that was the eight. You know, two thousand eight. What I remember about that was Pelini with tears after that game. Well, they still, Pelini with tears. Do you remember the game they played the week before? They played Missouri at home, and yes, this was supposed to, to be like uh, Nebraska's back kind of thing, uh-huh. and got absolutely waxed. Like that's one of those games where they lost by thirty five points and. It felt like they lost. Was that Jeremy Chase Macklin? Daniel. Yeah, Chase Daniel, Jeremy Macklin, Chase Daniel, Jeremy, Jeremy Macklin. Macklin. Jeremy yeah. Macklin caught a slant over was, the middle and went the distance yeah. early, and I was like, "Oh God, this is not this might they, not." They be it good was like seven-seven. Nebraska had a great first drive and then did not score again for a long yeah, time. Yeah, they had a good. Tight okay, end. so the so last two thousand nine, mm-hmm. my first year covering the team, uh, Nebraska hands out the black shirts like two days before this game happens. And they end up losing 31 to 14 yep. as their worst loss of the season. They actually only allowed like 270 yards to that Texas Tech team. And you look at some of the names in that game. Like, do you, either of you remember Steven Sheffield? Yeah, Sheffield. Sticks. Sticks. They called him Sticks. Oh, skinny guy. Like, 
receiver just, for Texas. I had State. I thought about that game the other day because Nebraska had like a weird turnover that they, they yeah, stopped they, playing. Yeah, it was an eighty-six yard fumble return yeah. where most people the thought the play line. was dead. Yes, I thought it was dead. Like, what's going on? And then they're down fourteen nothing. Correct. Yep. All four of those games, Nebraska, I think, trailed by seventeen or more points at some point. Mike Leach, um, those were multiple Mike times, Leach. twice they rallied to make it a game, only to have a soul-crushing turnover. Yes, the fumble and then the interception. Um, and and so like I, you know, I also I will. It was like a Halloween weekend in college, and they're playing Texas Tech is playing Texas. It was like the biggest game on the planet. Like it was two top five teams. The Michael Crabtree play, oh, yeah. like it's just. Mike Leach has always just been such a big part of college football. I know. That's it. You just nailed it. It's such a loss. And then, of course, you know, there's everything with his personality and the the zany quotes and all of that. But it's like his effect on just the game of football goes so far beyond any one quote or any one viral It does. No, it does. You you said it. You said it's very simple. He was a big part of college football, a real big part. And he allowed us to be a big part of it, too, because he let people in in a way that few coaches ever have. Yeah, he did. He He did. God. I, I have not fully come to terms with it. I, I bet mean, a lot I mean, of people I'm not sure you will until it's next such a bummer. Yeah, like I, it's just an absolute. You know, it wasn't a guy that was ever going to win a national title. No, but think about how many household names there are of coaches that you know exist in college football. They're like Urban Dabo. Like Mike Leach is a bigger name than Ryan Day. Yeah, he is. Kind of is. He's he's unique, is what it comes down to. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's cut out of a. He, he, I mean, the what it comes down to is this: he's unique and he's he's eccentric in some ways, kind of quirky, but good. I yeah. mean, he's good. That and he and he had a lot good, of substance. Yeah, he's great, and he had a lot of substance. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of substance. Yeah, he was kind of he's kind of funny, but like Moose laid out, he was you, you towed the line with him as a player. He he, he, he was very disciplined. There was oh, discipline yeah. in the program. I mean, Mike himself was a little eccentric kind of funny we we laughed but man if you played for him it was no joke right but and it was no joke if you played for him and you did what you were supposed to and you towed the line i mean that guy would do anything yeah, for you. Yep, yep. i mean the stories of his generosity for media for coaches for i mean his coaching tree oh God. is insane it is, it is insane it, it's like we're we're talking like bill snyder i always regard the bill snyder coaching tree as like the best that i know of that exists mm-hmm. you just go through there all the different people that went through i mean hayden fry is kind of in the similar vein uh, i'm sure nick saban will be at that point too but the mike leach one is enormous yeah like it it spans Name throughout aranda kingsbury um uh, lincoln King- riley lincoln riley uh, those are the big. Those are they big just three. named. I mean, Seth Luttrell at North Texas, and then the guy who just replaced him at North yeah. Texas. Both Mike Leach guys, Dino Babers. Dino like, there's just all Man. throughout the landscape. Yeah. I mean, it just the amount of people he helped sort of set up. Yeah, it's interesting. Good job, Shay. Let's play the game show. Oh, Give us a call right now at four six four five six eight five. Your chance to win a business box of bagels. Two bagels and Joe Sip is two and one in the week, going for a winning week on a on a Thursday. Of course, it's. Thursday night football. <laughs> I didn't look. 49ers and Seahawks, all-time <laughs> leaders. You know the franchise stats there. Leaders, the studs. Why didn't I look at this? And it's your I fault. feel like both teams have played in a game on Thursday this year. No. Well, uh, Seahawks, I feel like. Have. Uh, sure. Haven't we done this with the Seahawks? I don't think so. All right. Four, six, four. All-time leaders. Yep. Five, six, eight, five. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! No, sorry. I'm sorry. 
Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the takedown, Sip and Schaefer in trivia. 49ers Seahawks in Seattle tonight. Thursday night football. All-time leaders for the franchises. You guys feel okay about that one? I don't feel confident. I hope you do, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're talking about uh, some interesting teams here where there's a lot of names. So. Well, if you can hear us, caller, who do we have? You're playing the game show today. Am I on right now? You are. What's your name? Uh, this is Corey. Corey. Oh, it's Corey. No, it's oh, not. It's, no, it's, it's Corey. Not. Oh, yeah. Corey, nice to hear your voice. How you been, my brother? Uh, I've been scratching around a little bit. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Good job. I need to start scratching out a little bit more. It's the Columbus crew today. Yeah, it is. It is a cl- hey, Corey, this is a Columbus crew. This is a Columbus Minus crew. Minus me. Yeah. Just you three. It so. is a Columbus crew. Hell yeah. Yeah, All we right. like that. We like that. Well, we, got, we got ourselves a little brawl at midnight at Glur Park going on right now. Right? <laughs> I like it. I like All right. It. Well, uh, yeah, we do. You know the drill, Corey. Schaefer's lifeline for one question for Sip. Here is your first question, Corey. Who has... The most rushing yards in Seahawks history with 9,429 yards. That'd be Sean Alexander. Yep. That is correct. 1-0 lead for Corey. Where'd he play, Jake, in Alabama. college? Roll tide. Alabama. Roll tide. All right, Sip, first question to you. Uh, Jerry Rice has the most receiving yards by far in Niners history with 19,000-plus yards. Who was second in the franchise with 8,000? 572 receiving yards. Can you just give the last name? I mean, I think you could. I'm guessing you know this. I think I'm going to go with Schaefer here. Is it T.O., Terrell Owens? Terrell Owens is correct. Would you have had that? No. What were you going for? I'm not saying. (laughs) (laughs) Better better safe than sorry here. The way you said that makes me think it's a... Interesting. All right, so Schaefer's out, but I'm he not got gonna the share answer it. correct. Don't even ask me on break. Now it's Corey versus <laughs> Sip. Mono e mano. All yeah. right, Corey, what linebacker has the most tackles in Niners history with 950 tackles in his eight-year career? Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a tough one. I would add that 733 of these tackles were solo tackles. Okay. Also, still first in the franchise. Linebacker. Man, though. I know. I know who I, I know who I want. He's he played in the 2000s, 2010s. I can't think of the guy's name. Oh. Uh oh. Five seconds, Corey. Five. Uh. Four. Three. I don't got. I don't, I'm not gonna get oh, it. I'll go. Th- I'll give you the horns. I don't. You don't. You're not guessing? No, I'm not. Who is it? Schaefer? Is it Patrick Willis? It was Patrick Willis. From Ole Miss. Yeah, from Ole Miss. Yeah, Absolute right. stud. First, I first thought that you were pick. a big fan of his. You were. You like Patrick You've Willis. You've talked about him on this show. Yeah. <laughs> we have talked about Patrick Willis. Okay. All right. This is for the win. If you oh, missed yeah, this, Corey it. can win outright. Hold on. Let me take a deep breath. All right. Sip. <laughs> don't you be serving him up any meatballs here. I don't need some He's chastising me before the question. I love it. All right, Sip. Russell Wilson is first all-time in passing yards in Seahawks history. Got it. With 37,000-plus yards. Yep, Who is it. second? That'd be Jim Zorn, the great Jim Zorn. Thank you. Oh. 
I believe on. Jim Zorn was fourth or fifth from what I looked at. Corey, do you want that for the win, or are we going to the tiebreaker? I want the ball, and I'm going to win. Matt Hasselbeck. That's a great No record. way. Oh, no way. Man. Really? Hasselbeck has more than Zorn. And what Corey did there was perfect because yeah. in a playoff game, Seahawks-Packers, the Seahawks got the they got the point flip. Hasselbeck says, we want the ball. We're going to score. He proceeds to throw a pick six. Yeah, young, young Mike Shaver was very enthusiastically <laughs> to, to excited Harris. about that response. Yes, and then was. very unhappy with how it went. Yes. Uh, Corey, well done. We'll get you back. Thanks for calling in and uh, calling down the Let's road. You the won the battle today. Absolutely, I won the battle. I won the war. I don't buy. I don't buy the turnaround sip. I know you're going to regress back to the mean. Uh, keep on, keep on punching, callers. Let's go. All right, all right, Corey. Good job, Corey. There we go. Good punch today. You lost in Glory Park today. Yeah, I'm over. I'm 25 games over 500 right now. Hey, this the ball was in your court. You were tied one one. You had a chance to win. I, I was right. really confident it was Zorn too. There's definitely been some rumbles at Glure Park. <laughs> no oh yeah, there has been. <laughs> no doubt. There's a lot of weird. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the, any of it. <laughs> hey, Glure Park. Yeah, and good job by Corey. So Zorn was fourth or fifth. I think he was fifth at the lowest, but I think you yeah fifth at the I, lowest. Dave, Creed I don't was know why. There. I thought that you knew that it was Hasselbeck. I expected you to say Hasselbeck, yep. and we had another Dan Pastorini. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave, Dave Creek was third. Dave Creek, and then Zorn is fourth or fifth. Okay, that. so okay. Uh, the spillovers next. Schaefer sticking around or not? Ad's not here today. Sure. All right, more Schaefer yeah, with Raph is next. Our early break on the ticket. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to roco slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. 